important to talk about investment. Yeah, yeah. Because now that's where you look into the future. Yeah. Um, for very many young people, uh, investing is a challenge mm. for many reasons. One, because first of all, I don't even have the money, mm-hmm. let alone investing. Mm-hmm. To begin with. But um, I don't know what we would really, uh, my question would be, are there bad investments? Could you say there's a bad financial investments and which are these that we need to avoid? How well do you know what you're doing? I think that the degree of how well you know what you're doing will really matter, will actually count for something when you're looking at your your financial returns. Mm-hmm. So if you're investing in the stock market or you're investing, or you're, even if you're putting your money in Mshwari, for example, mm-hmm. if you don't know what you're doing or what's actually happening as your money goes there, you stand to lose something. You you stand to, you can be very frustrated. You can be thinking, I'll put, I'll put 5K into Mshwari and with the expectation that you're going to get another K on top, mm. but you don't realize that these guys may be just giving you 6% on top or 1.5% on top, and you get frustrated. So so you had the expectation that if I put this 5,000 next month, I'm going to have 6,000, mm. and, and and you plan with that, it's going to be very frustrating. Mm. So you need to understand what you're doing, mm. even when you're going into whether you're doing the stock Understand market, what, what you're, you're actually, understand okay. what you're actually doing. Okay. Because what you're doing is the money that you have, uh, when you're investing, you're basically sending your money out to do a job for you. And so, if you don't know where you're, it's like sending your child out. If you're sending your child out to an unknown place, mm-hmm. be careful because they may not come back. <laughs> isn't, <laughs> place. Uh, isn't that isn't that the analogy that betting firms use? Yeah. And also, uh, I think the stock market mm-hmm. also works. Yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah. It's it's a it's a risky. It's very. In it's fact, a risky in fact, thing. Nowadays, I've, I've noticed that all like all trading companies will tell you about the risk before. <laughs> it's almost mm-hmm. like the. Is the, the warnings on packs of cigarettes yes. about the dangers, they tell you that as well. My advice would be invest in something that you're passionate okay. about. Yeah. And pros- probably, if if possible, invest in something that, like you say, know what you're doing. Invest in something that you're passionate about, something that you know at least the bare minimum and the basic and yeah. the essence of how it works. Yeah. So yeah. if you're, for example, a farmer, mm-hmm. It would not be prudent, in my opinion, let's say, to invest in something like uh, the music industry Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. a farmer. Mm -hmm. Unless you have maybe sound financial advisors who are (laughs) telling you how it goes, Uh, a farmer, yeah, it's like a farmer who's like, let's say, in Wasingishu, and is an actively, and you as a day-to-day business, it would look awkward if that guy said, I'm saving up to buy a microphone, yeah. or I'm saving up to buy headphones, <laughs> yeah. you get. And vice versa, for a musician who's in the studio saying, ah, I'm saving up to buy uh, human fertilizer, <laughs> I'm a jambe, you see. So my advice would be invest in something you know of, invest, like Josh said, but invest also in something that you're passionate yeah. about. Yeah. Something that you know, the realms around it, you know, how to work your way around it and in case the investment goes belly up mm-hmm. you can find a soft landing and try new revenues within that particular realm we are once again joined by ken gishinga uh, economic analyst who's been accompanying us through this financial journey on this podcast and we really do thank you for sparing time to speak to us once again savings and investments Sisi kama vijana 
when we hear that we think of our grandparents old people ambao wanataka pension yao they have worked their life and now they want to enjoy their retirement is it ever too early to start saving and investing it's never too early they all say savings and inv- even from an economic perspective a government savings should equal its investments right now in kenya for example you have debt driven growth and that's not very sustainable look at the asian tigers the singapore the malaysians they grew savings and they channel those into the investments <laughs> so any individual should be able to as i said maybe 10% of what you earn should be able to go into a small kitty i think sometimes we complicate things so much we always say oh, when i retire let me put this money in this retirement it doesn't have to be that way as a young person i can have a second digital wallet let's say i have mpesa here i can open an airtel money and say anytime i get something on my mpesa i transfer 10% my airtel money and my airtel money will be my savings platform i'll never use it for my normal expenditure so every time i go for airtel money that's my savings so that's a very very practical small way yeah then we talk about investments i think we also forget we also start asking should i invest in stocks should i invest i always say invest in what is relevant to you think of the young person we are discussing the one who is looking for a job for example maybe he's been getting some pocket money from his parent his investment it would necessarily be in stocks if his investment might be in buying a new suit so that when he gets the appointment with the head of hr is looking sharp mm-hmm. when is or he realizes that some important decision makers will be at the standly he can use that at least to to take himself there so the investment you have to uh, unpack investment in a very vibrant way not about stocks or about land there are many investment opportunities and when it comes to savings there enough to be my government retirement it can be can i save for this small thing on to in the next one month so let's have different uh debug but it's never to a even small children 12 13 there used to be this co bank used to have this account for children yeah uh, i remember is, i'm forgetting to some something junior mm. something junior but jumbo junior mm. account it was very popular and jumbo junior grew and now the people who started jumbo junior in their 30s in their 40s and have never left it they've been saving so it's never too early and that money can always be put to good use what's the best saving culture to have so to speak i think if you can do small but frequent I think that is the best. I think sometimes there are people who say unless I earn 100k I'll never begin saving. Unless I earn 50k I'll never begin. If I'm being paid 20,000 shillings I can't save. But all I said forget that mindset. Just say let me do 10%. If I'm even being paid 10k 10% is 100. 10% is okay. I can put it in that account. So let's work with percentages. If I'm being paid a million I can put 100k. I know people who earn 700k and have zero savings i know people on 100k and have more savings than the people so sometimes it's, it's also a behavioral issue mm-hmm. it's a psychological issue but they'll say have a rule of thumb say whatever comes in somebody sends me 5k mm-hmm. let me put 500 more in that separate you do that and at the end of the month you're like wow this is quite good and it can help you a on a rainy day but more importantly when an opportunity arises an investment is 
money that's available when an opportunity arises. For example, we've been looking for a job at uh, Kenya Airways, for example. All of a sudden here, Kenya Airways are having a big event at Trademark Hotel, the village market. And you know that's an expensive place. Thank goodness you have a bit of savings mm-hmm. that can take you there. So investment, we have to think of it in very, very, very many ways. And investment is what will get you close to the opportunity you're looking for. There are people who put it in land, in stocks, in bonds. People always ask, what is the best investment? I always say, the best investment is the one that can unlock your maximum potential. So for the photographer, it's in buying a high-quality camera. For the DJ, it's buying a high-quality system. For the baker, buying a very good um, freezer or heat or oven. So it's different for everybody. That is it. I know uh, of a good saving culture that I practice myself. I don't know whether this is too little money. You may charge 700 cake dog on your Right. I save coins. Okay. Each change kidogo ambayo you are given when you go to buy a peremende or the, the conductor returns for you. And I have a jar oh. in my house where I just drop in the coins and I'm, I'm very weird. I put the jar where I can't see it. Right. So it's in my closet somewhere and because I, I have this feeling if I see it, then I might be tempted to withdraw cash for it, and all that. Is that a good saving culture? And I know many people who have these jars in their houses and they drop a coin once in a while. It's a very good culture. In fact, we were talking about how can parents teach young people to do that. When we were young, that's what our parents did. We had a wooden box, the very small hole clearly only for a coin to enter. We just used to put, we never even thought one day we didn't even open it. It was just a place of putting anything you find. But for me, coming to think about it, it was a fantastic way. Because imagine when that box fills, that can be is good cash that can be put to good use. So I think, first of all, it's a good way of starting that savings culture. Because they say, Haba na Haba, Jezakibaba. When the Bible says, you can't take care of the pennies, you can't take care of the pounds. There's a, there's a phrase like that. Yes. So you can't, this whole psychology of, I'll start saving when I get a good salary. Mm. It's the most defeatist. Even somebody who does not have a job and maybe gets 5k from his mom, you should put 500 bob from that 5k into a to ask you, what if somebody who is saying, I don't even have money to spend, let, let alone save, where am I getting the money to save to begin with? You'll never get enough money to save, that's the thing. Whatever comes, if you just make a rule of thumb, even if somebody, my dad sends me 3k, let me say I'll put 300 bob. Just create that culture and you'll be surprised by how it is. You'll have you know, people out here on these streets who have no jobs, but if you look at how much they have saved, you'll be shocked because whatever they get, they put it into that. And you'll have somebody in this wonderful building here who's being paid, but every single coin disappears. Nothing is saved. So it's not really about how much money, it's the psychology of saying, this money has come in, I promised 10% will go here, and it's gone. Let me use the rest. That, if you, and these things, like any habit, is built over time. But if you save with those small things, build it. But I love that 10% rule. It works very well. It doesn't have to be a salary. It can be any income that comes into your pesa. How much has come? 10K. Let's put 1K. If you do that over time, you'll be so surprised. By in six months, you'll be like, wow, is this me? Yeah. Is there any preferred mode of saving? You know, there are those like us who do it in jars. There are those who put 
money under their pillows, there are those who open those fixed bank accounts, there are those who put them in a Swiss bank account. Mods <laughs> <laughs> are many. You mentioned about you can do like an, a, a mobile banking where you just put money for, for you. So how best does one decide which one to use? With bearing in mind, sometimes, the, and I'm, I'm saying this in thinking about young people, right. because there's always that temptation. Like, mm-hmm. Wow, there are those cool shoes. There's this iPhone X, I'm an iPhone 10, I'm an iPhone what you may talk here, and to chip into that savings to buy it. Which is the best mode? Well, obviously, there is no best mode. It really depends on what you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Obviously, somebody who's uh, saving, for example, a lot of money, maybe saving 100K a month. You can't put that under a pillow. You can't put that under a pillow. <laughs> and, and, in, and even more than that, you'll be getting very good interest rates from your bank. If your bank will be paying you 10%, means your fixed deposit will be going up. For a young person who in their 20s, obviously, they're just putting a bit. Also, it's just something practical and quick. So something that is separate from your normal spending platform. So even if it's having two mobile wallets, mm-hmm. so be it. So say my, my Airtel money money will not be for, it'll just be for my savings. Mm-hmm. The reason I like that because with fintech nowadays, it's so easy to transfer money. So it should be something that it's not hard to liquidate. I know people who invest in land, mm-hmm. but nowadays even to get a buyer for a piece of land can take First of all, you need a lot of money. Even more than that, to liquidate that piece of land, I take edges. But young people have needs that are left, right, and center. I need to access my 15K. So you just be, let me go to my hotel money and remove it. It should not be too far away because your needs are more more urgent, more immediate. The moment you start getting more income and you realize you don't need to tap into your savings frequently, maybe you can move it into now the higher forms, the fixed deposits, the ones of three months, one year, but that over time. But I would say when you're starting off, get something that is separate, but not too far. Mm-hmm. Something that's separate so you don't confuse it with your other investor expenses, mm-hmm. but also something that if I need money, I can actually just put that pin and transfer it back. That should be the best. Would you recommend someone use their savings for emergencies? Absolutely. I mean, I keep saying uh, it, it. It really, it really depends. As I said, these things are, are an art and a science. Mm. If and it also depends what you depend, define as an emergency. Mm. But if you're in a scenario where urgent cash is needed and you're the only person who can meet that need, you might have to tap into that. You might have to tap into that, but you can maybe make an arrangement where you can recover. Mm-hmm. For example, let's say if one of your friends faints here and you have to rush him to Nairobi Hospital and you need to use the Uber and maybe you have nothing in your wallet, you can tap into the other wallet, get money, when your friend recovers, you can say, hey, we did this and this. And it can be funded. Obviously, you've saved their lives. Yes. I'm sure they'll refund it. So let's not be too too rigid with these things. Uh, but it's good that your savings also has a purpose. One of the reasons a lot of charmers fail is people save for the sake of saving. There is no actually end game they're doing. And sometimes that perpetual saving can be tedious. Sometimes it's good to have a goal. Like we're trying to buy a matatu or we are trying to... Sometimes you don't have a goal in things. You start asking, okay, so what are we doing? So I think when you have that goal, the goal is a motivator because you're like, oh, we were supposed to get that matatu uh, next month. Now we can't because we have to take care of this emergency, but we'll get it next month. But when you don't have a goal, is that's what I keep saying, try have goals and goals tend to motivate. Um, they say what the mind thinks 
you know, uh, happens. For example, if you strive to have someone to buy that car, then it's easy not to put some of the salary away because you see it very clearly. But sometimes we don't really see it. We'll be like saving for the sake of saving, and the culture might disappear. The culture might disappear. Yeah. In terms of investments, mm-hmm. what are the best investment avenues for young people? Mm-hmm. Because you mentioned the issue of, and I, I ask this because I interact with very many young people, including my friends, mm-hmm. who sometimes don't understand, for for instance, how the bond market works mm-hmm. and the shares at the Nairobi. They see it as so distant so distant and right. so technical mm-hmm. they just want to look for a place where i can see you're putting x amount and i know after this period i'll be able to get y amount so what are the best investment avenues mm-hmm. recommended for young people something practical somebody who's listening can actually say okay that makes sense okay um and again this depends on where somebody is mm-hmm. uh, but i know for example like uh, the kenyan wall street our website they're trying to do a good job educating people on what a bond is what is that but i always say start small keep it simple as i said sometimes an investment might not be in the things you're thinking about a good investment may be in getting a good suit Mm-hmm. in getting um, a, a laptop a laptop for example because you can be called to an interview your dream job but if you're looking rugged who give you that job so I say as a, as a young person first look at my grooming for example do I at least have a couple of suits at least if I'm appearing to people I'm good do I have a laptop for example do I have a bit of cash to be able to do a few things once that is sorted then maybe now I can start now buying stocks and bonds but it does not make sense for someone to invest in stocks and that really their grooming is very untidy because nobody will image is an important part somebody will be like oh I like his ideas let him come for an interview and you're looking rugged so that's why I keep saying they're non-traditional investments first invest in yourself just your what is called your overall grooming and that is set maybe your laptop because that's important you know if you find have excess because maybe you can we can have a chama to buy land one day or we can have a chama to buy stocks another good avenue is chamas because chamas people kind of uh, debate and they have a lot of information and they say let's start a uh, farm, for example, mm-hmm. sometimes for some people, chamas, but the people who are very independent and they don't like chamas, they want to do their things as they are. I've noticed ladies tend to like to have that collective chamas, sometimes men prefer to be their own. It's sometimes a personality thing, but that's another avenue. But also reading the news, honestly, it's a very cheap one nowadays because of social media. Again, you don't have to go and buy pay 60 bob to buy, a, you can just go online from your phone, read the news, try and understand which are the areas that seem to be doing well, then maybe try and invest a bit of that. But I always say, the higher the risk, the higher the return. But I always say, when your information is small, try to be a bit risk averse because you can lose your money very quickly. I see young people getting into the stock market and they have no clue about the stock market. Maybe they just want to tell their friends they bought stocks. But now you buy stocks that are collapsing and you lose your money. So let's say the depth of your investment should also match the depth of your knowledge. If you don't have much knowledge in a lot of these things, go for the 
less risky things. When you put in your fixed deposit, at least that one you may always give you interest. But as your acumen goal grows, your business acumen, you can be like, okay, I think I understand the stock market now. Mm-hmm. Let me buy stock A, B, C. But it's a gradual growth. It's a gradual growth. What about for those young people who are in marriage or just about to get married? Mm-hmm. Or just about to get married, so to speak. Uh, because, you know, life is in stages. Right. So like when you're in your early 20s, you are about having fun, going out, having the most expensive phone. Where in your mid-20s, you're trying to settle down, get a job, now try and find out what can I do. When you're in your late 20s, now you want to settle down, have a start a family and all that. Does the, do these different stages in life affect the manner in which we save? They do, and they do in many ways. Sometimes it's through social pressure, but I'm very wary of doing things because of social pressure. Sometimes you'll find all my friends are doing this, but maybe it's not right for me. Maybe all my friends are moving to this neighborhood, but maybe I'm starting a business, and my business, I want to really manage my costs. So let me do so. I think the, I think the mature people, people who are able to break away from these societal constraints and just look at myself and say, this is my plan. I may start actually making money when I'm in my mid-30s. And it's a reality in my industry. I have to, I'll make money in my mid-30s. I can't start now comparing myself with other people who started much earlier. So it's just being real and saying, I'm in this situation and I've chosen this path and I want to. So let me accept all the benefits and pains <laughs> that comes with being in that. When people start becoming real and they stop, they sort of like uh, free themselves from social expectations. I see it a lot. Sometimes you find somebody's pressured to do this or to do that, to do that. When you break away from that and you realize, I'm in this life for myself and I want to do things in the way I understand. Typically, that's when people start making important decisions. Way too many people are doing things because it's expected, not because they actually think it's right or they enjoy it, but because it's expected. I know a young man who uh, was posted, became a CEO mm-hmm. of a company at a very early age, probably in his early 30s. And he was telling me now it's time he moves out from his neighborhood. He has to go. But I asked him why. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they chose you to become a CEO, clearly they didn't look at your neighborhood. But he, I think he was like, a CEO has to be in this type of neighborhood because I'm a CEO. So those are the things that sometimes that get in the way. I always say, you have your job. They gave you that job. They didn't ask you where you are living. They just gave you that job because they knew you can deliver on that. So to continue delivering on that. The moment you can break away from those psychological constraints and say, yes, everybody in my office has an iPhone, but me and my Infinix, that works fine. The moment you become comfortable in your own skin is the moment true success starts come to you. The moment you're always trying to live other people's lives, you always, for the rest of your life, do things even you don't understand what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> should should uh, my spouse, mm-hmm. should I be open with my spouse in regards to how much I'm saving and what I plan doing with my savings? Your spouse should be your best friend, ideally. Should be the person who tell your deepest secrets and should be the person who supports you in that. And I think if you have proper lines of communication, I think sometimes people start as friends and they get into good relationships, but they don't continue investing in those lines of communication. So over time, people 
pull apart, mistrust comes in. But I always say, if you keep those communication doors open and you always share what your dream is, obviously it will be very clear. And everybody will learn, because everybody wants to be somebody who's achieving their dreams, because you're happy. The moment you're not achieving your dreams, you're not happy, and it'll show in other facets of life. So I think couples should always make, and I think it's part of being together, to really try and spending time together is really projecting. You know, I want I want to have a master's, I want to have a PhD. What does that mean? And you discuss about it and reach a consensus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do's and don'ts when it comes to savings and investments. Savings, I'd say don't overstress yourself. Maybe at the beginning of the year, we love having resolutions and say in 2019, want, yes, somebody was telling me I want to make my first one million this year. How far is he? I haven't asked how far she is. But I always say goals are good, but don't let them wear you down because sometimes you can be doing very good in your job, but maybe the state of the economy is not good. And you can be doing having the greatest products, but the economy is not doing well. So you don't meet your goals. So don't be too hard. And that's why the reason I like the small steps things. So don't be too hard. Always revise, say, okay, three months are gone. I'm nowhere near a million, but still I want to put something. So try and encourage yourself. Try and be your best friend. Pat yourself in the back and say, yeah, it was a tough year, but good job, Ken. You at least you did ABCD. That's a major, major do. Also try and be real. Realistic. Try and assess um, and say, okay, I want to make my first one million this year, but last year I made a major loss. You know, so try and look at the industry and say, is this industry really growing or it's not? Because I can be good in something, but the industry is dying. So should I change? So always be, uh, never, don't be cast in stone. Be new, open to new ideas. You can say January 1st, my resolution is I want to be the best graphic designer in Kenya. Then all of a sudden, something comes up and you want to change. Be open to change because they say only fools don't change their minds. Mm-hmm. Be open. If you get new information, say, yeah, actually, let me be open to that idea. It doesn't mean that you're always swayed by the wind everywhere, but it means that you're also not a rock. It means you listen, you process information, and you can decide. People have decided for the better. So I think the big thing, be patient. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't overbear yourself. Don't weigh yourself down. You know, because of maybe this was your resolution, mm-hmm. encourage yourself. Before you fall, get back up. I didn't do it last week. I didn't put my 1K or 2K. Now next week, let me try. And you have that long-term mindset, you'll be surprised by how far you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.